Hello Christians and welcome to a Your Queer Story special episode about the election. I am your lone host today, Evan Jones, and we did not record our regular episode for you today. We knew that recording or preparing an episode for the election was going to be hard, and so we decided to wait. We will be back next week with our regularly scheduled episodes. But I wanted to check in with you all today and I wanted to review some of the wins that we did have. I know that right now everything is uncertain, it's up in the air, and it probably will be for several more days, at least through the end of the day. And it's very hard whenever we go into something with so much anxiety and we just want it to be over and it's not going to happen. It's not going to be over anytime soon. That's what they're saying. At the very least, we know it's going to be a little bit while longer, maybe a couple hours, maybe a couple days, maybe several weeks or months before we really know what's going to happen. This election did not go by a landslide in any way, shape, or form. It is neck and neck, which is very disheartening when you consider everything that has happened over the four years and the fact that so many people could still think that this is a toss-up and still think that this is something that needs to be considered, that Trump is doing a good job in some way, shape, or form, but yet here we are. And, of course, if you have been part of the LGBTQ community or of another marginalized community, if you are a person of color, if you are a woman, if you are a uh, person who is of a Muslim faith or a Hindu faith or a faith that is often overlooked or discriminated against in our country, if you are Mexican-American, Latinx, etc., of course, if you are black, um, you know that this happens a lot. You know that it is easy for white, straight Americans to believe that everything is fixed and we talked about it and we protested and I told my three friends that Trump is an asshole and now everything's going to be better and then it's time to the election and once again it swings to the red. So I wouldn't say that it's a surprise, it's just disappointing. But despite that, there are some good things and so on this brief mini-sode I'm going to discuss one of the biggest wins that we had this election as LGBTQ people, and that is the win of Sarah McBride, who won the state senator position in Delaware. Now, Sarah is an incredible person. If you haven't followed her on social media, she's written a few books. Um, If you haven't checked her out over the last decade, I strongly suggest that you do. She has been consistently advocating for the LGBTQ plus community since she was at least uh, 18 years old. Just to give an overview of her political life and her political um, activism, Sarah started her politics in 2008, like I said, when she was 18 years old. She started working on campaigns. Bo Biden's campaign was one of the earliest campaigns that she worked on, and she's been a close friend of the Biden family for several years now, for over a decade, actually. At age 23, she became the first transgender individual to serve in the White House. She served as an intern during the Obama years, and throughout that time, she continued to advocate. She continued to work on uh, hate crime legislation and anti-discrimination legislation. She continued to advocate and educate on LGBTQ plus issues. She worked on several campaigns to help uh, other people who supported LGBTQ rights or who were LGBTQ themselves to win their elections. 
and she was one of the leading educators on transgender issues in the country, especially one of the leading political educators in the country. She has educated people such as Hillary Clinton, President Obama, Joe Biden, and many, many other people on transgender issues here in the U.S. As for her personal life, there is not much. She was married very briefly to political activist Andrew Cray, who is a transgender man himself. Cray has an incredible career all on its own, and, and one day I would like to do a further deep dive into McBride and Cray. Um, they were a powerhouse couple together. Cray was a very influential. He himself was the leading transgender educator before McBride, and together they did so much good for the country. In fact, he probably would still be um, running himself in some kind of campaign, but sadly, McRae was diagnosed with terminal cancer in 2014, and after his diagnosis, Sarah and he rushed to get married, and four days after they were married, sadly, Cray passed away, and a lot of what McBride does today is still in honor of his name, as well as her own passions. When Cray died, he was posthumously awarded Champion of Change by President Barack Obama. So again, just a testament to who he was and to who Sarah is, because this was the person that she chose to marry, the person she chose to spend a good part of her, her young adult life with. Today, Sarah continues to focus on her advocacy, continues to focus on her work as a political activist and as a politician, and it has earned her the honor of being the first transgender state senator, which is currently the highest ranking office held by a transgender person in America. If you aren't familiar, you have your U.S. senators, and those are the individuals that represent a state as a whole, and then you have the state senators. So we have not yet had a U.S. senator or even a U.S. representative to step into that role. No one has yet been able to get there, but I would not be surprised if Sarah McBride advances on to be the first U.S. state senator who is a transgender individual. But right now, she's had an incredible win. It's amazing. Again, she is only 30 years old, and what she's accomplished in this time is absolutely astounding. But she's not the only person that won. There were over 1,000 LGBTQ plus people that ran for some kind of office in 2020, which is really astounding. And this, you know, this ranges from a school board election all the way up to state senator. But the fact that so many queer people got involved in this election from voting, from uh, working on campaigns, and from running themselves really shows the change that is coming and maybe we don't see it this election and i know that that can feel overwhelming and i know that you might feel that you can't go on one more step but i just want to encourage you that we are continuing to make change and we are continuing to make progress and if you can lift up your siblings that are not able to stand right now and if you can't stand then sit if you can run, run. If you can't run, then walk. And if you can't walk, then stand. And if you can't st stand, then sit. And if you can't even sit, just lie and be. Do whatever you can. But if you can do more, help the others who are struggling because this is hard. It's very hard. But we still continue to rise. I want to give a shout out to Adrian Tom of Hawaii. He beat out a 14-year incumbent, an LGBTQ individual. Taylor Smalls, one state legislator in Vermont. 
Stephanie Byers won state legislator in Kansas, which is very surprising, and so many other people. The, uh, the names and the victories will continue to ro roll in. We still have a runoff that's set for January in Georgia. Um, there's a lot going on, and again, I know it can be easy to look at the presidential race and say we lost, but in so many ways we won. And maybe that doesn't sound very comforting, but I promise it makes a difference. It makes a difference. The people that have been re-elected to the House of Representatives, the people that were elected, the first Black Lives Matter activist was elected to the House of Representatives. Those things matter. They matter a lot. So hang on to that and make sure that you reach out if you need help with anything. Make sure that you know that Paul and I are here. We are answering our emails. It's better if you direct message us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can reach us at Your Queer Story. And we are here for you. And we are going to be okay. I'm not saying that we're not going to be greatly affected. I don't want to minimize any loss that might happen. I don't want to minimize that at all. Because when I say okay, that doesn't mean that life will continue on as normal. Because life hasn't been normal for a long time. And we don't want this normal even if it was. Even if Joe Biden does win, there is a mountain of things that we need to do. We are nowhere near where we need to be. I'm just telling you that again and again... Our people, the LGBTQ+, have been resilient. And our siblings, others who have worked together with us, marginalized people have come together again and again to stand up to oppressors. So hang in there. And above all, stay queer.